Welcome, my brothers and sisters, to the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael, but of course you already knew that. (laughs) Today is the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and we're going to use this time to break open the Word or reflect upon the Gospel for today, which is taken from the sixth chapter of Mark's Gospel, verses 7 to 13. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and give them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick. No food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals and not a second tunic. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The twelve drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that 97% of the world has heard of Coca-Cola? 72% of the world has seen a can of Coca-Cola. And 51% of the world has tasted a can of Coca-Cola. Now, Coke's only been around for 122 years. If God had given the task of world evangelization to the Coca-Cola company, it would have probably been done by now. (laughs) The church, according to the Second Vatican Council, is missionary. In her very nature, she is missionary. Because her founder, Jesus Christ, was the first missionary. God the Father sent God the Son, incarnate in Jesus, his Christ, into the world with a message of God's love and salvation. The evangelizing mission of the church is essentially the announcement of God's love, his mercy, his forgiveness, and salvation, as these are revealed to us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So then the question is, how should we evangelize? Well, there's a story told about a troubled mother who had a daughter who was addicted to sweets. So one day she approached Gandhi and explained the problem to him and asked whether he might talk to the young girl. Gandhi replied, bring your daughter to me in three weeks and I will speak to her. So after three weeks, the mother returned and brought her daughter to Gandhi. He took the young girl aside and spoke to her about the harmful effects of eating sweets excessively and urged her to abandon her bad habit. Well, the mother thanked Gandhi for this advice and then asked him, but why didn't you speak to her three weeks ago when I came to you? Gandhi replied, because three weeks ago, I was still addicted to sweets. (laughs) And there's the lesson. There's the lesson for us. We must do more than just point out the right path to others. We must be on the right path ourselves. 
by exemplary and transparent Christian living, by praying and fasting, by choosing to do God's will rather than to be popular in the eyes of our current culture, and by using the sacramental life of the church to gain God's grace and strength, to know we're not alone, lives can be transformed by every one of us through the grace of God. You know, when we were reading today's gospel, the disciples of Jesus are sent out two by two with very specific instructions. Go, preach, that are take nothing with them that would distract them from their mission. In fact, they are to be so focused that if someone is critical or doesn't accept what they have to say, they're not to worry about it. Instead, move on. Shake the dust of that town off your feet and just go forward. Don't dwell on their criticism. The task is seemingly easier because they're not alone. Not only do they have a fellow disciple with them to support them, but they become aware of the fact that the Lord is working directly through them. They're following the call of Jesus and doing his work for the sake of the kingdom. Knowing that his authority is working in and through them, they witness the incredible blessing that comes from doing God's work. They're even able to cure people who are sick. Well, okay, so what? What does the mission of the disciples have to do with you and me? Apparently what they did worked. I mean, let's face it, many people came to believe in Jesus because of the preaching and the work of his disciples. Okay, but do you remember at the beginning I said... According to the Second Vatican Council, the church is missionary. Well, brothers and sisters, we're the church. You and me. Like the disciples, we've been sent out. Each one of us has been formed, called, and sent forth to go and do the work of the gospel. In the time of Jesus, the population around Judea was probably around, I don't know, 70,000 or so. In our world today, the estimated population is over 7.8 billion. We've got some work to do. And you know, much like the disciples, we can't let anything distract us because there are plenty of distractions out there. We have to get out there and preach with our lives. You know, the most powerful means of preaching is by example. The way we live our lives by being Christ-like, living a life filled with love and mercy and kindness and compassion, a spirit of forgiveness and service, is a means to living the values Jesus taught us and changing the lives of those around us. You know, I'm convinced that I cannot do without you or without Jesus. And I suppose that's a good thing since he himself said, without me, you can do nothing. Okay, together we can change the world for the better. And we need to. You know, I also believe that for the institution of the church, the Eucharist has always been the means of evangelization. After all, it's the Eucharist that Jesus gives us the gift of himself to be with us always to remain with us, 
to feed us. His flesh and blood, the very grace of his presence to accomplish the will of the Father. Pope Emeritus, you know, Benedict XVI said, the church always evangelizes and has never interrupted the path of evangelization. She celebrates the Eucharistic mystery every day, administers the sacraments, proclaims the work of of life, the word of God, and commits herself to the causes of justice and charity. And this kind of evangelization bears fruit. It gives light and joy. It gives the path of life to many people, many people who are lost unknowingly. And the warmth of the light that radiates from the church is a permanent way of evangelizing. Today, God is sending us forth from here to go forth and glorify the Lord by our lives. He loves you. He's with you. He's empowering you to evangelize the world according to the means that you have and the gifts that you've been given. Now, I'm not suggesting that we all go on some faraway journey to some faraway land. I'm suggesting we start right here, right now, on our land, in our neighborhoods, in our homes. Now, sure, it's a bit scary. Of course, it will have some challenges just like the disciples had, but it's okay. You have the abilities because God loves you. And if you're afraid, find another person who's living the faith and take their hand and ask them to walk with you. We need to challenge each other. We need to hold each other accountable, lovingly. Do not be afraid. Lead with love and not with judgment. Lead with acceptance rather than criticism. When we venture ahead as a community of brothers and sisters, amazing things can happen and God's work can be accomplished in and through us, each one of us. Who knows? If we allow the example of Jesus to be shown in and through us, we might become more valuable and even more familiar to the world than a lousy can of Coke. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you now and forever. Brothers and sisters, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow.